Hey, uh, guys, I got a question. You guys are both gamers, right? Um, Somewhat. I wouldn't say super into it anymore, but in my youth. Beals, what was the game of choice for you? Um, You know, Call of Duty was a big one in college. Sure, of course, yeah. Uh, yeah, but I get into sports games more now as an older fellow. 2K, are you a Madden guy? 2K22, 2K actually. Are 2K22. you? Yeah, I'm a What's Madden your... guy. Okay, on 2K20, uh, are you the Phillies? Uh, You mean the Sixers? Phillies oh, whatever. is baseball, dude. Yeah, I... Come on. <laughs> I know that. Um, so mm-hmm. I, I, I meant, again, mm-hmm. no, when was the last time you guys won a championship? Let's be honest. Okay, so who cares? They kind of uh, all roll together. 2008. Not the not the 76ers, though. Oh, Sixers? So like, you got to go back to the 70s, right? 83, Buster. 83? With Dr. Yeah. J? My favorite games were Call of Duty, right? That's the classic. Yes. And this was also, um, <laughs> also NHL and Madden. That's right, because you're a big hockey guy. Yeah, Fields. I'm a big, big I like I like that about you, Fields, is you say, you know what? No, I'm not going to go with the popular sports. I'm going to go with the sport nobody watches. I'm going hockey. Take that. That's, that's hey, right. I'm, I'm a hockey fan. Oh, so See? you both. You both Flyers. enjoy sport loneliness. Yeah, Good. Flyers. Nothing yeah. like watching a, a goal every, you know, couple weeks. I'm going to make him an offer camera, Fields. I see dead people. Hasta la vista, baby. You can't handle the truth! I think this is the beginning of a beautiful friendship. This is an interesting one. So, like, worldview-wise, what, what's going on with this movie? Well, I enjoyed the movie, uh, watching it. I went in with low expectations and came out um, thinking, wow, I got I enjoyed it for a couple reasons. First, uh, family, big, big on family. I think the biggest thing that for me I walked away with uh, was just kind of a combo theme throughout hard work, right? Even if even if you're um, not born into money or whatever, like this kid who's a you know video gamer, he worked hard at his video gaming craft, and then when he got the opportunity to drive, he worked hard. And then I think the other one that just really spoke uh, volumes, you don't really see it much was a theme of mentorship and discipleship, right? You have a um, a pit guy. I don't know what he's called because I'm not into racing, but you have the the guy that is really teaching him maybe how to be. Maybe crew chief? Yeah, maybe. Sure, um, I don't know. Yeah, one of those things. And so, but he walked beside and encouraged. And I mean, he started out skeptical and making fun of all of the gamers, which I would have done. I feel like I really <laughs> related to that character. Um, you do this with some of your students, don't you? Yes, you kind the of time. the same philosophy. Tough love. Yeah. Tough love. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, uh, but, you know, he really, he worked hard and invested in this young guy. And what I saw too was a, the movie started out with him. Uh, the older guy, the crew chief, working with a rich, young, um, arrogant kid who didn't want to take any feedback whatsoever. And uh, and basically was like, I don't have anything to learn from you because when's the last time that you actually won anything? In contrast to the uh, the, the Jan character, um, where he he was, he, he looked at it, he learned, he um, he was, I think it just was a really good picture of discipleship and mentorship and um and the humility to learn from mistakes hmm. so uh david harbaugh who plays the crew chief from uh, most people know him from stranger things uh 
he said that when he got this film, got the script, he was like, ah, am I going to really want to do a movie based on video game? Read the script and felt like it was this generation's Hoosiers. Now, I'm a big fan of Hoosiers, and I don't know if I'd go that far, but uh, I do see the parallel in regards to what you're talking about, Jason, that mentorship taking um, a group of pe- at, at people and bringing them together as a team. Cause you even see that with Jan's team. Like they don't respect him at first. Uh, and, and they've got to come together because all those different pieces of the puzzle have to work together for you to be able to finish and be successful in racing. I love this movie. Actually. I, 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 I can't say I was necessarily excited to see it, but uh, I was not hesitant about seeing it. I knew, I knew it was going to be enjoyable, but I actually really enjoyed this uh, I'll echo all that Jason said because it makes me sound smarter, um, but also in agreement. Um, but the other thing, the other thing I can that, just cut out his stuff and you just say it, and then it'll sound like you said. Yeah, voice it over. If if you could send me the transcript, that'd be great. Yeah, and I will get I'll get right on just, that. Uh, here you go. Look in your chat box, please. Okay, thanks. Mm-hmm. Um, no, the other the other thing, and Jason did kind of touch on a little bit, but was the father son relationship. Um, was a big one that really, you know, you know, for me personally caught, you know, just kind of caught my attention. You have this this father who at one point was very successful in a in a soccer career, um, but had no backup plan, essentially. And he's working the the train yards. Right. And he was pushing his son lovingly. Right. Why are you playing video games all day? Get off that. This is where you're going to end up if you don't go and make something of yourself. Um, and, you know, in one way, you understand the father's kind of insight on that. Like, you're not going to ever become a car racer. How could he ever become a car racer, right? Um, it was a unique opportunity that came about for Jan in order to do this. So the the father's kind of, I don't want to call it anger, but um, displeasure in his son and just playing video games all the time. Um, was was understandable right um but when when jan got to be start to become successful you could see he had separated himself from his parents and i thought it was just a really good reminder as you know me as a father you know i remember when my son was joining the military um when he was 17 he wanted me to sign on the dotted line i said oh no bud that's not that i'm not signing on that dotted line because uh, if you go off to war and die i sign that I signed that. I said, this is a big boy decision. When you turn 18, you have to do that. My approach was wrong because he took it as though I didn't want him or support him, I should say, joining the military. Yes, I had other plans. But once he learned later on where my heart was really at and why I did it, obviously it kind of reestablished some things there. But um, I think us as fathers, I think it's just valuable to kind of look at these kind of examples and, and learn from them and how to you know, enjoy what our kids are enjoying, but also encourage them on the paths that they can go and our kids feel resistance towards us from us. Um, and again, I want to be careful. I say it because our kids need to be obedient and listen to us, but Jan is how old in this movie? I, I think he's in co- like college age, right? Yeah, he's he's college age. So it's not like he's a 16 year old. Right. So no. there was also that aspect of like, Hey bud, you're like 18, 19, 20 living in my house. But I just thought the relationship there um, was, was interesting. Um, and, you know, just some valuable insight into how even us as fathers, we can be real gruff and rough, um, especially on our sons, right? Um, you know, it's kind of like I saw a video the other day of how dads wake up their daughters, you know, hey, honey, it's time to get up. And then when it was time to wake up their sons, get out of bed, right? There's that whole yelling at them. 
Um, and just that relationship, the father son relationship is very valuable. Um, and so uh, something yeah. that um, I think is interesting that the film deals with is the idea that here's this son who plays video games. Uh, and the father is like, well, you can't make a living doing that. And in yeah. today's day and age, well, you can actually make a lot of money doing that. So there's there's an interesting, but but as parents, like, okay, well, is that really what I want my son or daughter to go make their living at is playing video games? Well, maybe, maybe not. I mean, there's a lot of people who, you know, are making considerable livings um, doing that. I mean, there's massive tournaments. I, I have a friend of mine who uh, deals with... Um, uh, works for Blizzard and does some of these tournaments. And there's these teams that'll pay 20 plus million dollars just to get into these tournaments. Mm -hmm. And then they play these and they have these massive payouts. Uh, so it's, it's, it's not one of those things. Well, Oh, you can never make a living playing video games. Well, you can, uh, what's yeah. your thoughts on all that? Yeah, I think it was interesting. And uh, my wife and I talked about it on the way home after watching the the movie was the something that I think I would agree with, um, with the the father saying you need to have a plan and you need to start thinking through just uh, in in these decisions of what you're making and things like that. Like I would agree with that, and they they made that seem like it was wrong. So they took something that I think was what parents should do, right? Hey, can you actually like uh, make money? Because there are people, you know, I I remember. Uh, you know, people just, you know, kids living in their parents' basement, uh, playing video games all day and doing nothing. And they weren't really making money at it. And so there is that sense that, you know, parents need to help their children navigate, uh, you know, move into adulthood. But then on the flip side, like there is also like if there if there's an ability for someone to excel, you think of Olympians, like these kids have to sell out for it. Right. They have to go in all in all right they have to work hard at it and parents come alongside and, and encourage and so i think there's a balance there i i wouldn't say that the film necessarily looked at that balance they basically showed the father as kind of out of touch and he was uh not supportive and then therefore regretted it later and became supportive and and i think that uh in some ways he was right to encourage his kid to think about alternative employment and what's the backup plan and uh i think any of us would do that for the next generation yeah i i, I agree you know one of the things i think you know especially we see in our current culture is with these with these young kids coming up these days um this this it's a kind of sense of entitlement this is what i want to do and i should be able to do it um and the work aspect is kind of forgotten you know, that, uh, oh, by the way, I also have to go out and earn money. And that involves some some hard work. Um, and and I don't think they necessarily went that direction. We're kind of going away from that. But I think by showing the father out of touch, that was kind of a little bit of an issue they were hitting on. Yeah, I think some of it's generational. You have a generation that sees work as is something that's hard, that's labor intensive and cannot doesn't fun is separate right and yet there's a lot of jobs where you can work hard and still have fun they're, they're they're not you know they can be synonymous they don't have to be separate and 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 i think that um uh, again uh, previous generations have a hard time with that sometimes they say, well you're just playing around you're not yeah, I really think the, the key difference is hard work 
So like, for, you know, Proverbs says in, uh, in Proverbs 14, 23, in all painful labor, there is profit, but mere words from the lips leads only to want. And there's this sense that I think what the movie hits on is that uh, this select small group worked hard to try to get that chance. And then Jan, the character, took it, grabbed it, ran with it, worked hard, even got back on the racetrack after, you know, a catastrophic accident that happened. And one of the things that I think, you know, flows out of that is um, you have this quote that I, that I wanted to um, make sure I included the, the, the pit chief guy tells uh, the race car driver, Jan, uh, that crash will not define who you are, but how you respond will. And I think that's like, again, hard work, dedication, going back to the drawing board, not letting things be a setback. I think that's what really stood out. And it's not just the fact that he played video games. Um, and it's not just the fact that he had a dream. It's that he, even in his video game playing, crafted, worked hard, even practiced. He'd stay up at night practicing, getting ready for the race things like that. I think that's what set it apart than sets it apart than just like your average 35 year old unemployed guy sitting in his basement playing video games. Like that's the, sometimes our generation and even older generation, the boomers, right? Okay. Boomers will look at um, video games as something that is just not, um, not a means of employment when you have Twitch and you have these uh, tournaments and you have people that are, um, you know, making way more than we would ever see um, as gainful employment. Thank you for listening to Real Profs, a production of the Center for Thinking Biblically. To support this ministry, please visit thinkbiblically.org backslash donate. To learn more about the Masters University on campus and online undergraduate and graduate programs, visit masters.edu.